Hello, and thank you for joining me on Underneath the Hat podcast, airing every Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. This is speaker, author, and podcaster of Underneath the Hat, Cherie Simmons, and I am so happy and grateful you are joining me for a powerful episode on getting to the promised land with such a beautiful soul who has an exceptional story to share. My very special guest is Butter B. Rocker. So let's find out a little bit about who is Butter B. Rocker. Butter B. Rocker is a highly versatile and internationally acclaimed artist and musician. Her career includes work as an actress, composer, and model. She's also the best-selling author of Fear of Failure, A Playwright, I Cheated, So What, Editor-in-Chief for Defiant Ones Team Magazine, and is the CEO and founder of the 501c3 nonprofit, Artists Rock the Mic Foundation. Butter B. Rocker has been diligently putting in work across all markets and borders. Butter has redefined the term versatility by showcasing her vocals and composed pieces for ears all over the world, across genres from pop, rock, gospel, country, and rap. Between her background vocals, demo recordings, and stage performances, her resume boasts work and assistance with international superstars, Grammy winners, and performers like Janet Jackson, Akon, TLC, Kanye West, Nas, Collective Soul, Zach Brown, Dream, Japanese artist Naomi Amuro, Belgium artist Sandrine, and countless other talents across the world. Butter is a triple threat, your one-stop shop. Thank you for joining me, Butter, on Underneath the Hat podcast. How are you? I'm doing good, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So let's start off with the very first question. Who, first off, what's the story behind your name? <laughs> um, the, the name? The name came about, it's not nothing really big, but... Um, when I used to live in Tampa, uh, everybody used to say I had a real smooth um, voice, so they started calling me Butter. And um, when I was in the studio, when I moved to Atlanta and was in the studio with TLC, they used to say, all right, B-Rocker, all right, B-Rocker. And mm-hmm. so um, when I was putting out my project, I, I decided to go by Butter B-Rocker. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have your new project out called Promised Land. So yes. where did the title come from? Well, the title, the song came from um, a tour that I'm going to be doing. Well, it, it came from the idea of a tour that I'm going to be doing. Um, uh, last April, I got called to perform for the Prime Minister of Bahamas. And um, while I was over there, the lady that uh, threw the event she contacted me recently and uh, is doing an economic uh, emancipation tour called um, the Royalty Tour, 
which is going to have um, the starting over in Africa. It's going to have uh, four different kings that's going to be in attendance, and basically they are are um, uniting their kingdoms and and everything. And so um, when I found out that I was going to be performing in front of all these royalty and all this type of stuff, um, I wanted to to create a song that would resonate. And so, um, in writing the song, um, um, you know, I started with brothers, sisters, hold your head up high. You got royalties in your in in your veins, and um, I wanted to make sure that the song included everybody. So, um, fast forward a little bit, even in the the music video, although it's it's paying tribute to Mother um, Earth and Africa and everything, I wanted to make sure that um, when you say that and you're talking about uniting the kingdoms and all this type of stuff, everybody is royalty. So in my music video, I made sure that I had different cultures, um, different ethnics, you know, in there um, showcasing, you know, who they are and showing that everybody is united. We're all royalty. We all, you know, we all are the same. So that's where it came from. Now, you, you mentioned about us all being royalty and that we all are the same. Given mm-hmm. the culture of the world that we're in now, what do you think are some things that we as a people need to do to have that thought process worldwide? We probably need to play the song worldwide and mm-hmm. make it like a, make it like yep. a yeah, yeah. You know, when I, when I, um, honestly, when I thought about the song, um, and everything, because there is so much things, there's so many crazy things going on in the world, but there's also some beautiful things, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, blind to the fact that, you know, there are some definitely, you know, crazy things going on and hatred and, 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 and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that this song will resonate more like a we are the world and and show everybody that you know uh, although we although we look different we do bleed the same we do have the same feelings we do care about the same things we care about our families we care about you know just various things we all have we all have a right to our opinions and everything right. but um but it's it's important to me that we respect each other's space and nobody is is over anybody else you know no one's no one's race is better than the other race to me right and and that's so similar oh go ahead no 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 i was just gonna say i'm just i'm hoping that you know the song can resonate that way i believe that it will um i'm getting great reviews on it so far i I got i have over um over uh um listeners uh on um, Spotify that, that's wow. been listening to the song. Yeah, and the song's only been out for a month. So, you know, oh, I'm wow. like, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, um, with the podcast that I have now, Underneath the Hat, it stems from a book that I wrote with the same title where it's a play on words. It speaks about the character who was the first lady of a church who wore mm-hmm. hats. But then it also mm-hmm. talks about her getting to know and showing other people who she was underneath the hat. And right. going with what you said, even though we all wear different hats, both men and women are being fathers and mothers and friends and co-workers and entrepreneurs, 
we all still bleed the same. We all still yeah. have hurts that we haven't healed from. And so having this podcast is my way of letting other people realize that there are people out there who are just like you, who are going through some of the same things that you've gone through and have overcome them. Absolutely. So what would you say has been an event in your life that you've overcome that has made you into the person that you are today? Oh, man, that's a um, twofold for me because there's been so many things that I've overcome. Um, I've overcome a car accident that left me drinking from a straw for six months and um I was headed to my attorney's office. I had two deals on the record. I mean, two record deals on the table and I got into this car accident. And um, like I said, this left me drinking from a straw for six months. So uh, needless to say, a year later, those deals were no longer on the table. And you see your friends who were, um, you know, on the same level as you are now these these Grammy Award winning singers and, and uh-huh. artists and everything and you kind of feel left out and you start um, having doubts within yourself you start going through a depression well I can talk about myself that's the things that I started going through I started thinking that I wasn't worthy um, mm. so uh, it, it took a lot for me to finally say you know everybody has their own journey because you know you're so quick well not everybody but every um, it's it's hard sometimes uh, when you see other people doing stuff that you want to do, and you're like, "Why me? Why 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 am I not doing it?" And so, um, it, it took me a minute. Like I said, I, I felt like I wasn't worthy or something because I used to do I used to do these studio works with these people and everything. And then uh, when I got into my car accident, like I said, their their career like exploded and I was just like kind of like left and and not saying in any form that somebody has to pick me up Uh you know not saying that but in my mind I'm like well if I was good enough to work with you prior to I haven't changed (laughs) you know Uh so it started playing a number in my own mind and um I started doubting my own self and everything I really I really took it hard but you know I was 17 18 years old you know, music was the only thing I ever wanted to do. So when that halted um, for a minute, it, it was hard for me. It was hard for me to process. So how did you get past it? How did you make it to the promised land of where you uh, are now? Well, it took, yeah, it took, it took a lot of, it took a lot of self-healing. Um, mm-hmm. It took a lot of, um, I'm, I'm into um, I'm, I'm into reading and I'm into um, self-help books and um, meditating and everything. But I had to grow up. I had to learn about myself. I had mm-hmm. to I had to realize that everybody has their own journeys and right. you can't compare yourself to somebody else and think that just the, the way they got there is the way you're going to get there. But what mm-hmm. I what I did realize is that it you know I'm I'm I believe in God and I believe that. Um, that song, if he did it for me, he could do it for you know, same good, same yeah. guy, right? Right. I, I believe yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah, Tat Trivia. Mm-hmm. I do, I definitely believe it. So, um, you know, I've I've had to take some different routes um with different things in my life, but I have toured just like a major, major artist and I have worked with some major people and I've done I've done some amazing things that 
I never thought I was, was going to be able to do, but it started with me finally, um, you know, understanding that I, I am worthy and that I don't have the same journey, journey as everybody else, and that's okay. Yeah. Once I realized that and I started going my own path and, 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 and being okay with going my own path and not not want, not needing acceptance or not needing someone else's approval on my life, um, right. once I was able to let all of that stuff go, um, I, I started thriving. <clears throat> so if you're just tuning in, this is Cherie Simmons of Underneath the Head Podcast, and our special guest is Butter B. Rocker, and we are discussing her song, Promised Land, and just how do you get yourself to the point to where you can know your worth. So you mentioned one way you were able to get to the point where you are now is by um, reading self-help books. Now, in my book, I speak about going to therapy. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people shy away from it because they figure, oh, it's nothing wrong with me. I'm good, or I'll just pray about it, and I'll be fine. Do you feel that you had any, had first time you ever considered going to therapy, and did, do you think you would get any backlash from doing it, or even did you receive any from the way that you handled your situation? Um, I, I have went to therapy twice, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not against going to therapy. I went to therapy when I was going through a divorce, going through mm-hmm. my divorce. Um, yeah. That one was different. I, I felt like <laughs> I felt like the uh, the I, I was like, did he hire her or is she supposed to be neutral? Because it felt <laughs> like I was getting jumped on. So yeah. that wasn't really a good experience. I've been there. <laughs> and then the, been there. Right. <laughs> and then the second time I went, I was going through a depression, and I realized that. I needed to talk to somebody. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will admit when I when I finally started talking to the lady, um, she kind of made me feel, I don't know. She didn't make me feel, I mean, it was cool I was talking about my feelings, but it just felt like, well, how are you feeling now? And, you know, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. So I, it, didn't feel like a, it didn't feel like a real therapy session. It was right. more so just happy talking. Um, Mm -hmm. I am definitely not opposed to therapy and I do think that it is good for people. I think you have to have, I I think you have to have the right people around you and the right therapists are the right person to be able to talk to. And I don't even think that necessarily, uh, just having the therapist title is the thing. I do think that you have to be able to purge and get all of your feelings out to somebody, you know, that you respect are, you know, that, that can possibly help you. I don't think, okay, for example, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me if you're trying to, if you're, tr- if you're trying to, um, if you're going for, you know, going to a therapist about your divorce and that therapist is divorced. And that doesn't resonate to me. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, so it has to, it has to be the right person that you can talk to that would make sense for you to talk to that can actually guide you and, and possibly give you some pointers. That's not going to judge you, um, but, but be open to listening to you and and giving some um, good advice. Yeah. Now as a a songwriter, has writing Mm -hmm. helped you 
to get through some of the, the trials and tribulations that you've gone through? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Writing, writing, writing and singing are two things that are healing for me. You know, music, music heals the soul anyway. So um, those are my happy places. Um, when I was going through my divorce, it got a little hard to write because every song became uh, sad or angry. You know, yeah. and and I didn't want to stay there, and I didn't want to let people know I was in that place. So, right. um, I had I have I do have some songs that you know they're actually really good songs, but I don't want to release them <laughs> because okay. I wasn't ready to open up that part of my world. But then, it, oh. but then I I do have some others that I was like, you know what, this will not only heal me, but this can also help other people. So I have a song called um, I have a song called The Storm, which was my single before this one, and okay. it's really it's really a crazy song where it talks about um, the the woman the man cheated first, and then the woman had enough, and then she finally cheated, and okay. she yeah, and so so she says I admitted I did it I cheated so what because like the man can come home after cheating and get in bed with you and act like ain't nothing happened. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. speaking from experience, yeah. act like it ain't nothing. And, mm. you know, the the day goes on, like, like everything is right. golden. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the woman, she has feelings behind it. You know, that's something right. if a woman, if, if a woman gets to that point, a woman is completely done. You know, mm-hmm. she has, she has done everything she could possibly do, and she's just at a I don't care no more. I'm I'm right. just I'm just over it, and so um, it's two different types of feelings. But yeah. how I swung it in the in the song, uh, it actually wasn't about my relationship, <clears throat> but uh, a girlfriend of mine. She mm-hmm. was uh, married. They had um, four kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he cheated. And had a kid out of wedlock. She helped. Mm. She helped raise the kid and everything. And um, um, this one particular day, she was bringing her kids to the birthday party, and yeah. the other baby's mom didn't want her to be there and told the, her husband to tell his wife she couldn't come. And so, uh, you know, of course, the argument happened. She left, and mm-hmm. she ended up going up to one of her friends' house and slept with him. And she went home and she told her husband and he called her, you are this, you are that. I don't want enough to do with you. I want a divorce. Like, I mean, he went, you know, (laughs) she was just the worst thing on earth. And um, so that's how the song actually came about because it's kind of like a double standard of how how some guys, I'm not going to say everybody, but some guys, you know, it's okay for them to cheat, but if they woman cheat, they got a huge problem. And so, Um, so, um, part of the song is you want me to forgive you, but can you do the same? Can you look away and act like nothing's changed? Can you face the fact I've been with another? Can we get beyond my undercover lover? (laughs) So she said the same thing that he be saying. It didn't mean nothing. Right. Right. So, you know, I felt like that one was one that, that needed to come out. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And, and is that where your play came from? I cheated so yes. much. Okay. Yep. The uh, the song turned into a play. Yep. yep. Okay. And the play, so book, the play went even deeper. 
Oh, yeah, because my book, um, Underneath the Hat, is based on a true story, mine, but I used other right. people's names. And right, right. my <laughs> husband was a pastor, my ex-husband was a pastor, and he had multiple infidelities that mm-hmm. I found out about. Now, I never went to the point to doing it myself. But right. I've had the issue, the situation where I found out that he had had an affair with my guy kid's mother. They've wow. been in my house. We've been on vacations. I've helped pay for college tuition of children. And then I found wow. out through emails that he had had a child with his mistress, but she miscarried. So it was like, but then as soon as you look at somebody or someone gives you some attention, or you have someone that's interested in you, then like you said, it's a double standard. They can't yeah. handle it when it the shoe was on the other foot. Man, I'm I'm it is it's crazy because um um when I was going through my divorce and everything, my mm-hmm. ex husband multiple infidelities, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally had enough and I moved on all of a sudden, I'm just this person. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What are we talking about right now? Mm -hmm. This has been going on. It's just, I had, they were babies. So I stayed. (laughs) I loved him. You know, that was my husband. I was willing to work it out. But eventually, you get enough of all these chicks. That gets gets old. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Now, you, I mentioned in your bio that you worked mm-hmm. with some heavy hitters that a lot of us know about, from Janet mm-hmm. Jackson, Akon, TLC, Kanye West, Nas. What would you say has been the greatest lesson you've learned from either one of those artists? Um, that they're just like me, that mm-hmm. they had an opportunity, and that opportunity took them to another place, and that... It, all I need is that one song or that one position and I can be just like them. <laughs> That's the biggest thing I learned. Um, yeah. Because honestly, I've toured and I've, 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 I have been in places and have performed before people that I never in my life thought mm. would happen. And, and, it, and it was major. And I was like, okay. And then what's, what's even also crazy because I, I tour so much overseas, I have some of my um, uh, some of my big friends that's in the industry will call me and ask me how did I get on the show and can I help them and I'm like but you such and such that got a Grammy and got this and I'm like that's crazy to me but it's a it's flattering as well yeah yep like you said everyone had takes a different path to that journey and yeah because it looks like their life is better than yours. You never know what bridges they may have burned or what people they may have upset that has prevented them from being able to be in the same direction or on the same level as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So with um, us losing Kobe Bryant this week and everyone stating that he's such, um, he was a legend and an icon, Mm -hmm. I've been having lots of conversations with people about legacy. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is your legacy? Um, I have so many, but I, I think that my, my kids are definitely going to always remember that their mom, I mean, she kept going and she never gave up. And, and when there was not a door, she made her own door. 
Mm. Um, she figured it out and made her own ways. And she didn't let her age, she didn't let the fact that she was divorced, she didn't let the fact that she had pick, picked up five pounds, she didn't let none of that stuff, mm-hmm. none of that stuff matter. She kept going. She went back to college for the second time, got straight A's again, but now her kids got to see her graduate. She opened up businesses and and everything, and they see all of this. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's definitely going to be, you know, something that that they are going to pour into and keep going, you know, pick up that torch even once I'm gone. Right. So before I ask the final question, because you're a musician, and I love music too. What would you say is your go-to song? Whether it's that song that gets you hype or that song that you listen to when you just need a quiet space. What would you say is one of your go-to songs and why? Um, um, I love uh, Chrisette Michelle's A Couple of Forever. When oh, I'm, yeah. when I'm, yeah, when I'm, when I'm in that love mood. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I just listened to her song, that song yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love Better Days um, um, when I'm when I'm going through um, and, and need that, that spiritual thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and when I'm trying to get crunk, who I listen to? Uh, <laughs> I love me some Lil Wayne. I love the beat and I love his flow. I don't really know about every every song, but he give me hype when I need to get hype. <laughs> yeah, my go-to song. I'm I'm a very reserved person, but my husband mm-hmm. sees a part of me that other people don't. So my <laughs> go-to song is definitely uh, "Chances." You gonna have a mm-hmm. talk with me? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh my quiet song, I think the one song that definitely explains who I am is uh Let Us See Pieces of Me. Oh yes, that's a beautiful song. Oh my song. god, I love that song. Yeah. That's a and beautiful then yesterday song. the song that had me boohoo and crying because they keep talking about girl dad was the song by Chrisette Michelle called Your Joy. Yeah. Yes, beautiful song. I was song. crying in the car. Beautiful the song. Yep. Thinking about that song because that was the song I danced with um to with my father at my second mm. wedding. So gotcha. Yep. So final question and I'll let you go. Okay. What would you tell your younger self today? I would tell her to not doubt herself and to keep going. And that it's okay to make mistakes as yeah. long as you learn from them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I have really enjoyed this, really because I love music. So the songs that you were mentioning and then listening to the lyrics of your song were like, oh, God, I, it, it all makes sense. And then the fact that you're a playwright and have some of the same stories that I've had and that I've experienced is Mm -hmm. really the reason why I do this podcast so that people can realize that we're more alike than we are different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, making sure that everyone knows that we all bleed the same color and that we're basically all the same person and that if we would just rally around our similarities instead of focusing so much on the differences, we can mm-hmm. all make it to that promised land. 
Absolutely. That was a good summary of that. Wow. Absolutely. So before (laughs) we go, I want you to let everybody know where they can find you on social media and also what else other things you have happening underneath your head. Okay. Um, you can find me on all social media at Butter B Rocka. That is B U T T A B R O C K A. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Pandora. I got my own. I got my own um, radio station on Pandora. I'm on oh. Spotify. You can find me everywhere. And um, coming up, I have. We have a, a team summit that's about to come up with uh, the the magazine that I'm the editor in chief of. And I have a couple of concerts coming up. So you can find all of that information on my website, again, at Butterbee Rocker. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, everything is Butterbee Rocker. All right. Well, thank you so much. And just like Butterbee Rocker, I have an upcoming event coming up called Underneath the Hat Live where we'll be an open discussion and we're celebrating our best friends, our A1s from day ones, our ride or die. Because we never know the day nor the hour, and we've lost so many people just in these couple of weeks of the new year. I want us to take some time to be able to celebrate those people who have been in our corner, been our cheerleaders, been our shoulders that we cry on, and just to say thank you and that we love you to our best friend. So that would be Sunday, February 23rd from 2 to 4 p.m. at the West Pullman Library here in Chicago on 119th and Halsted. Donations are $10. You can find tickets on eventsbrite.com. Look under, underneath the hat. You can also cash app at dollar sign Cherie Simmons and the number 10 or PayPal at underneath the hat. Again, I want to thank Butterbee Rocker for being my guest and for helping us to discuss how to make it to the promised land. Next week, we will have a new guest. You can check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. Again, thank you so much for being my guest, Butter. And remember to take care of yourself underneath the hat. Talk to you soon.